Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Josh Hamilton's Ramblings. Um, I have been somewhat, well, I don't know that I've been slower. This episode will be a little bit shorter. Uh, the one two weeks ago was a little bit shorter. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to get back to digging into some stuff more deeply. I've got some really, uh, some stuff I'm really excited about coming up in the hopper uh, that will hopefully come out within the next month or two. Um, but I, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but to get into the episode for today, it is about how not to read the Bible. I frequently get frustrated uh, with the way that people use the Bible. Uh, one of the ways that it drives me nuts is when Christians appeal to non-Christians using the authority of the Bible, which drives me nuts because while I recognize that the Bible has authority and I recognize that the Bible has authority over that person, whether they believe it or not, uh, if they don't recognize that the Bible has authority over them, appealing to an authority they do not care about means nothing. Um, so like if you quote the Quran at me, I mean, sure, I'll listen. I mean, there's there's a lot of wisdom to be had out of the Quran. You don't get um, as many followers as Islam has without there being some stuff of value. But I'm just listening to it as an interesting text. It's not a sacred text for me. So if a Muslim says, hey, you're wrong because of this Quran verse, I'm like, well, maybe. Um, so, so that's that's number one. But that's, uh, that's kind of off the topic. Um, people... People read the Bible for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways. And the Bible is an incredibly powerful book written to everyone, everywhere, for all of time, which is a pretty significant constraint. Um, at work, we just went through a training, and one of the things they about how to more effectively communicate your ideas in writing, how to make sure it's the most readable, the most clear, the shortest it can be, um, so that your message gets through. And the biggest thing that they told us over and over again was know your audience. Uh, the Bible doesn't get to do that. The Bible is meant to be for all of us for all of time. So you are talking across cultures, across um, generations, across continents. Like That's a really, really, really hard challenge. The Bible is not a particularly clear document because of that. Um, and so it's frustrating when people read things into the Bible that is not there because the Bible is incredibly constrained by the fact that it is written for everyone. So uh, it, I... I will probably venture into the heretical territory a little bit, um, but that that is neither here nor there. Um, so to start with, the Bible is true um, at a deep level. Uh, there, um, I think it's the things they carried. Yeah, the, the things they carried. Uh, I don't remember the author who wrote it, uh, but. He would, he, there were a lot of stories. He went over, fought in the Vietnam War, and the things, I think it's the things they carried. Um, he was asked, was it, uh, yeah, the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. And so it's a series of short stories, basically, about the Vietnam War. And he was, he was over there for the Vietnam War, and people asked him, are these stories true? Like, did all of these things happen to you? And he would always dodge the question of, uh, did these things happen to you? And he would say, yes, these stories are true. Of whether or not they actually happened to him, they are true and they reflect what was happening, whether or not those events happened in that particular sequence. And that, uh, in some ways, is the way that I viewed the Bible. I mean, 
probably stronger than that. Uh, but the Bible is absolutely true at a deep emotional, spiritual level. I found that to be true when I've tested its, the things that it told me to do. Things have gone better. Um, I found it to speak. The older I get, the more I understand life. Um, I found it to speak more and more deeply into what I see in the world, um, which is not to say that everything has become clear to me or that I don't have any uh, issues or anything I'm still working through in the Bible. But the big claims of the Bible, the more I look at it, the longer I love my life, the more I see, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and so at that level, like the Bible is absolutely true. Uh, but, it, I mean, to get back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier, like, you can't have a clear, precise document to everyone all the time. Um, any text can be misread, much less one that is uh, as broadly speaking as the Bible. So, for example, if you try to read a bunch of science or Western-style, really fact-based biographies into the Bible, if you're trying to read the Bible for something it's not saying, you can pull things that are incorrect. Um, if, you, if you're trying to read if you are asking a question of the Bible that it is not answering, the answer, you might be able to deduce an answer from the text, but at that point I have ceased to have a lot of confidence. If you are going to the Bible with questions of who is God, what is God's relationship to man, how has God interacted with man over time, um, what is God's heart for the world, those are questions the Bible is phenomenal in answering, and I absolutely agree with its authorities. If you're uh, asking questions about scientifically, how did the universe start? I mean, there is information in the Bible that is likely useful to that, but that's not what the Bible is trying to say. If if that is, if you can pull that information out of the Bible, it's something, you know, it's like, oh, that's nice that they got it through, because that's not what the Bible is trying to communicate. So, like, with the creation story specifically, what the that story is communicating is um, God God created the universe. God is in charge of the universe. Um, he is the Alpha and the Omega. He was here before it. He'll be here after it. Um, and he is absolutely in charge. He's in control. All of this is God's design. Cool. I am very on board with those. Um, I would I, I would go to the mat pretty hard arguing all of those things. Um, you get too far past that, and I'm not convinced that that's what the Bible is saying. Like, I mean, getting into, like, a literal six-day creation, I'm, I'm not sold on that, um, particularly with there being pretty compelling scientific evidence the other way. I, the Bible doesn't care. Like, that's—it's not—trying to explain to Jews several thousand years before Christ was born, the scientific origins of the universe is just a waste of time. Like, it's not— it's not important. It's not what the document needs to do. What the document needs to do is establish the link between God and man. So on those topics, I trust it because that's what it's trying to tell us. Uh, people try to read a bunch more into the Bible, and at that point, you at very least need to recognize you're on very shaky ground. Um, you also get a bunch of the Bible, like the Psalms, that is poetry. Uh, and so it should be interpreted as such, as being poetry, uh, rather than being a Western-style biography or a Western-style, okay, we need to have all of our facts on. I mean, even if you look at poetry in our culture that's really, well, used to be apparently, really obsessed with facts and things lining up, um, our poetry is still kind of off the handle when it goes different places. And so recognize what you are reading. And it frustrates me when people read 
the Bible is saying it inerrantly speaks into every situation always. And if the Bible says anything about a situation, it is absolutely the final word and there is no discussing it. That feels to me like a failure to recognize what the Bible is and what the Bible is not and what it can and cannot do. Um, so the Bible is written, the more, the more I look at the Bible, the more I look at my relationship with God, it's written more to your heart than to your head. Because God doesn't, God cares more about affecting our hearts than about affecting our minds. Uh, it's, it's been interesting to me uh, since my senior year of college. I've really been going through a journey of saying, okay, why, uh, how do I think about my emotions? I tend to be a much more logical and analytical person than an emotional person, if you haven't been able to tell through this. Um, but one of the interesting things that I found in that is uh, there's some psychological research that's happened more recently that says we don't do things because we are convinced they are true. We do things because we feel they are true. That if you can get someone to feel the right things, they will act in a particular manner and their head will justify it or it's like, oh man, I didn't do that thing that I wanted to. And the more I think about that and the more I read the Bible, the more that's the way that God interacts with us. He wants our hearts. He wants our hearts set on him. Um, in the list of things when it's all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. Uh, heart is first, then mind, then strength. And I think there's a reason for that, that the thing that God wants more than anything else is for our hearts to be set on him. And so that's what the Bible talks about, and that's what the Bible is trying to do. Um, if if the Bible had something in the nature of heart, the nature of the connection between God and man that it was wrong about, that would be very concerning to me. Um, the stuff like was the world created in seven literal 24-hour periods, I am far less committed to that um, as being something that the Bible has absolutely correctly. Um, which, I mean, right? if you're looking for the heresy in that podcast, this podcast, that's probably it. Um, but I would argue that your understanding of the Bible should be like a scientific theory. So, if, you know, if you have a scientific theory, you've got uh, tests and you're like, okay, this makes testable predictions. This is what we think will happen. And then if the evidence doesn't match that, you go back to your facts and say, okay, what do we, what do we need to do to change this theory to take into account that that thing that I saw when I tried to predict things didn't go the way that I did, didn't go the way that I thought it would. So in this case, what you do is you, you know, you have your understanding, you read the Bible, you pray, um, you fellowship with other believers and you're like, okay, I've got this model of how things should work. And then when things don't work that way, if, uh, things that you thought were promised in the Bible were not, or you go see scientific evidence and it's like, oh no, it doesn't look like that thing that I said was true. Okay, I need to go back to the Bible, go back to prayer, say, okay, uh, I need to take that into account. Like that's that's a thing that happened. That's a thing that I've seen. Um, let's reform my theory about what the Bible is saying uh, and what what is going on in the world. Um because anyone who's read the Bible for any significant period of time has been wrong about things. If you, I can say that with a great deal of confidence. Uh, based on my time reading the Bible, it is, it is a wonderful book. It is an incredible book. It is a fantastically deep book. It is also a book that is not particularly difficult to misunderstand um, or to understand more fully. Like there's a lot of things that seem obvious. And then as you've walked in them and walked through them in a crisis, you're like, oh, that is much deeper than I thought it was. Like, um, God forgives you for your sins. 
you know, as a five-year-old, I could understand that. And then more and more as I've gone through life and I'm like, hey, hey, you know, God, God will forgive you for your sins no matter what. Hey, and as a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or, you know, whatever, I was like, ah, cool. I mean, you know, I've, I've done some stuff that's not super great. Um, but then as I get older and I've seen more where I'm like, man, God, I've just walked away from you. Like there's times where it's like, no, in that moment I was not trying to follow God. I was, I, I was not doing my best. I was, uh, like I was a piece of crap and I'm fairly confident we've all had those moments and God still loves us. And what it means that God loves us in our, in our brokenness and our sinfulness, uh, that means more, the more that I understand what a sinful nature we have, the more I've seen, uh, you know, like some of the broken, messed up places in the world, the ways that we break everything, God still loves us. And, and so the understanding, I mean, at five or eight, I thought I understood that concept, but at 26, my understanding is totally different and much larger. And even day to day, month to month at 26. There's times I understand it more and times I understand it less. Um, and so saying you're never wrong about the Bible just seems absolutely silly to me. Um, and so hey, I want to go through a couple bullet points kind of to wrap up here. Um, uh, things that scripture is not invincible. As I was saying, you can be wrong about scripture. Uh, scripture is not always on your side. If Everything you read out of the Bible is confirming, oh, yeah, you're doing things right. I don't think you're examining your life and examining the scriptures hard enough. Uh, I, I think there's a verse, uh, scripture is sharper than any two-edged sword. Let me go. Uh, uh, the, yeah, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrows. Um, it is, uh, scripture will come at you. If it is not affecting you, uh, I, at very least for me, every time I have read scripture and interacted with it and it has not affected me, it's been a problem with me, not with the scripture. And until further notice, I'm going to continue operating on that. If it's not convicting you of some stuff, uh, I, I would urge you very strongly to check where your heart is at and see if you're actually listening. Um, scripture is not, I, I don't know if I quite believe this next one, uh, but scripture is not easy to understand it, at very least fully and deeply. Um, I mean, there's some things like John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only forgotten son, that whoever believes um, shall not perish, but have eternal life. At a very basic level, that's pretty easy to understand. Um, but like the depth of insight that you can have, I mean, I think it's fair to say scripture is also not ever understood fully because it, as I've, as I've seen passages and I've come back to them, it, it was kind of talking about this of over time, your understanding grows. And I think it's only fair to assume that there's other people getting other things that I've never seen in the scripture. Uh, that's one of the great things about Bible study of saying, oh, you can, like, you with your life experience, you can see this in the text, and I with my life experience can see this in the text, and we can get a richer, fuller picture of all the things that God is saying in the uh, text. But scripture is not uh, simple. It is not obvious. It does not usually mean only one thing. As I was noting above, the Bible says a ton of stuff. People sometimes get hung up 
on the fact that it's not saying everything, but the Bible says so much. There's so much wisdom um, and so much truth uh, about God, about people, about the way they interact. Um, so let's let's talk about some things that Scripture is. I've I've been kind of hard on it a couple times, uh, but Scripture is correct. Scripture is true at some uh, deep sense, particularly about spiritual matters. Uh, the things that the Bible is talking about, the Bible is right, uh, at very least, as far as I can tell. Um, the Bible is absolutely useful. Uh, when I when I have looked at it, when I have uh, read it well, when I've read it deeply, and I've engaged with it with an open, vulnerable heart, um, I've gotten a lot from it. Um, it is an incredible source of wisdom. Um, it's also the most obvious way that God speaks to us and God trains us. <laughs> um there was a Babylon Bee article. Uh, it's like the onion, but for Christian stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway, one of the articles was, you know, teenager complains that God won't speak to him as he's holding the inspired word of God. Where there's a lot of times that if you don't think God is speaking to you and you haven't been spending time in the word and listening to him, I'm not super sympathetic. Um, the scripture is also handled by humans. Um, the Bible can absolutely be used and misused. Uh, in the movie Book of Eli, it came out a long time ago, so spoiler alert, uh, but the bad guy really wants the Bible because, I mean, he's, he's kind of a warlord. He's got his space staked out, but he knows if he can get the words of the Bible, he can get people to follow him. Uh, and I, I think he's right. There are a lot of people who have done a lot of terrible things and either used the Bible or thought they were using the Bible, thought they were in line with the Bible. Um, humans have misused and abused the Bible plenty. Um, so coming to the end of this, I'm not quite sure how I feel about scriptural iner inerrancy. Um, the Bible is absolutely a powerful, beautiful tool that has, certainly in my case, absolute spiritual authority. Um, the Bible is the final word as far as I'm concerned, but uh, it also needs, <laughs> we can also be wrong about it frequently. Uh, so kind of drawing the line between where is the Bible incorrect and where am I bringing incorrect things into the Bible and corrupting a true message? That's That stuff is really hard for me to sort out. Um, Yeah, so I, I don't know, not a lot of great answers, but I, I, I would urge people to be a little bit more humble about the way they read the Bible, um, to read it with a more diverse group of people, to read it with an open heart, uh, to continue to read it and use that along with what you see in the world to pair those two to gain a deeper, richer view of the world. Um, if you're cranky about some of that because you think I spouted some heresies, uh, let me know. Um, I'm fairly confident I said some stuff that was wrong in this one. And I'm also fairly confident that even if you don't say anything to me, in 15 years I will look back and say, ooh, there was some stuff that was wrong there. Um, particularly because if I would have done this 10 or 15 years ago, I would have had the same reactions. Um, and in some ways I hope that continues to be true. Uh, I've got a lot left to learn about life. I've got a lot left to learn about the Bible. Um, and so I can only hope that through prayer, study, uh, engaging with other believers, I can continue to learn, continue to grow, grow closer to God and to understand and appreciate the Bible better.
Um, so that's it. Hopefully we'll uh, have another episode out for you guys in two weeks. Bye.